0: Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Colel, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations. From personal stories to insider tips and tricks, at the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I am your host, Leanne Collal, and this week I have a really fun interview lined up for you. And yes, it's fun. It is a feel good one. This week, I am honored and pleased to introduce you to Cindy Dale. Cindy is an internationally renowned author, speaker, healer, business consultant, and when I say author, I mean she is an author. She, This woman has written 32 books. She has a new book coming out in March 2023, so I'll definitely share that when it's out. I've had the pleasure of working with Cindy. She's full of joy, and she's happy, and she lives such a full life. Like she is someone who's living life, and I always admire people who are getting the most out of life in all of the ways, and you know, experiencing life across the board. And I'm just so excited that Cindy has joined me on the GloJo podcast, and. We talk about a lot of things. I'd say the first 10 minutes of the episode, if you are new to energy healing, if you are new to some of the conversation around that, um, the first 10 minutes, you might be like, whoa, what's going on? But stick with it. And so we talk about what it is to be an energy healer, because Cindy is an incredible world renowned energy healer, and she teaches people how to get in tune so they can they can heal themselves. We talk about quantum physics and then I think it's maybe around the 10 minute mark. We start talking about chakras throughout the conversation. We, you know, Cindy talks about what subtle energy is and how this plays a role in our life. She talks about the four categories of intuitive abilities and how starting to tune in to what your intuitive ability or abilities are can really help you find the flow in life. We talk about what it means to be an empath, and she shares an incredible tip for clearing energy. And as you'll discover, everything, like her her tips and advice are just so simple. I love that about Cindy. We also talk about leaning into joy. We talk about how science knows that the physical heart produces more electricity and more electromagnetism um, than the brain or any part of the body, and what that actually means for us. And so I know after listening to this interview, I am more inspired to live a joyful, heart-led life. It is something that I, I try to do on a regular basis, but having conversations like this reminds me to be open to get out of my head and stop overthinking everything, tune into my body, tune into my heart. And as Cindy says, I believe in sweatpants and not sweating the small stuff. And do you know what? I think that might be my motto for 2023. Um, To me, that really means tuning in and focusing on what we value, the things that truly matter to us. And not getting caught up in all of the shoulds and woulds and have tos, but you know, pushing aside all that other stuff. So, I hope you enjoy the interview. Thank you for tuning in. If you have not already done so, head over to theglojo.com and get on the newsletter where I share updates about the podcast, but then some other weekly updates as well. So, go check that out. Have a wonderful day. Thanks again for being here and yeah, without further ado, here is Cindy Dale. Hello and welcome to the Glow Joe podcast, Cindy. It is so wonderful to have you here today. I'm so excited to be
1: here. And I just have to say, I love (laughs) Glowjo. I feel like just thinking about it, I'm ready to glow and help everybody else do the same.
0: Yay! That's awesome. That's That's what it's about. It's a play on a dojo, but a fun, playful online version where we can all have time and dedication to self and to explore different tools. And I cannot think of a better person to be talking to right now because you are... The I don't even know how to describe you. <laughs> this has I'm, happened a few times.
1: When I'm wrinkling like, my
0: eyes. <laughs> right? I'm like, how? But in the best of ways. And so for everyone listening, I know I formally introduced her before the episode started, but Cindy is an absolutely incredible energy healer. But I but so much more. And that's where it's like, I can feel what you do. I've experienced what you do. It is such a gift to the world. She has written 32 books. Yes, that is correct. Thirty-two books. I know I watched an interview of yours recently, and at that time you had written twenty-three. So it's kind of interesting. Now the numbers are are flipped, and it's you you've written thirty-two, and you have a new book coming out in March, which is really exciting. And so we can talk about that throughout the interview or or later, but. Before we get started, because, you know, I sent across, I'm like, I have all these ideas, all these topics, where is this conversation going to go? Is there anything you want to say to the Glojo audience before we really officially dive in here?
1: Uh, You know, the only thing that pops in my mind and excuse the typicalness of it is I really think we're all about making love real, real. real in our everyday lives with our pets, with ourselves when we look in the mirror and the hair isn't where the hair is supposed to be. You know, I I really think that's what you're all about. And that's what we're all trying to become about, you know, and gosh knows the world needs it right now.
0: Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And sometimes when I reach out to people to interview, it's really clear. And I'm like, I want to talk to this person about this. But with you, I'm like, I. There's so many things. And one of the things that was really coming through is like really leaning into it and getting to know our heart and coming from a heart-centered place and tapping into joy. And when I think of you, Cindy, I think of joy. <laughs> Unbridled joy and happiness and just this exuding energy. Um, so I do want to talk about that, but before we dive in into some of the more specific things, you're an energy healer. For people listening who are new to the world of energy healing, What the heck does that mean? Because it's becoming more popular, but it's still not, we'll say, maybe mainstream yet.
1: Well, I'm so happy it's getting more in when I started 25, 30 years ago. Uh, I have a funny story. I went to a reunion, a family reunion. I just had my first book out about energy healing and chakras. I'll divine the terms in a second. And I was so excited. And when I came onto the deck where all 30 of us were, uh, this couple came up to me. My cousin's parents came up and said, oh, we understand you just had a book released. And I was so excited to talk about it. All other 27 people went to the other end of the deck. And I really thought that thing was going to fall into the river. <laughs> to be honest. So it's much more in energy is everything. Einstein talked about it. Energy is just information that moves your cup of coffee in the morning or your tea, your thoughts, your feelings. Uh, Everything is made out of energy. So an energy healer is somebody who approaches energy from a medicine point of view, not medical, but medicine. Like how can we figure out what information or vibration inside of an issue, a problem, a challenge, a desire, you know, is creating stuckness and how can we activate what's gonna work? So that's really all I do. I try to like, you know, it's sort of like playing sleuth. You know, I like use my intuition. I help people use their intuition. We look at what's going on and we go, What happened when you were two that's blocking you from getting a job or a relationship or maybe it's setting you up for a cancerous condition. And so it's a uh, non-typical way to approach uh, getting better from something, Um, but it's really fun and I find it very powerful, too.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for describing it like that. You know, that's the interesting thing. I ever think back to science. We learn about energy. Everything is energy, and there's the atoms and the molecules. And I remember when I was young, I'm like, but wait, this desk is solid, but it's made of energy. And most of the energy is empty and it's made of nothingness. And so, how does this all come together? And so, it's so interesting that we learn this. But where do you think it goes wrong? Like there's so many skeptics out there about energy healing and they're like, oh, you can't see it. You can't. I'm curious to hear your take on that.
1: Well, science will say that 99.999% of all energy is invisible or subtle. These days we call it subtle. We used to call it psychic. But I think going back to that idea of psychic is why people want to be skeptical because it's scary. You can't necessarily see it, but people also don't necessarily know that you can only perceive 0.0032% of the light continuum with your eyes. So most of what we are, most of what out there is just fields of sound and light that we can't measure in the typical way that science measures it. You know, And even surgeons who go, oh, that weird alternative stuff or acupuncture or wave your hand and you think you're gonna heal somebody, they're energy medicine specialists. A surgeon is just moving energy around. It's just easier to measure though. I am excited to say that 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 ruler is changing and we are able to to see, to perceive, to watch energies that we typically couldn't, you know, 10, 20 years ago, hence, got quantum you know, physics, Uh, you know, hence like chasing muons and quarks and tachyons all over and neutrinos all over the universe. We're made out of all that stuff. We're, our bodies are so spread out. 20 years ago, they could find an electron, which is sort of measurable, at least a football field away from somebody. Now you add on that we're in multiple dimensions simultaneously made out of energies that most of us can't track, you know, and it, it's scary. That's why people are skeptical. It's sort of hard to wrap your head around.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you said a few things there. So first of all, multiple universes and timelines all at once, this is ca- like quantum physics. And again, I think that this is where people, it is hard to wrap, wrap your head around it. And so many people are like, that just can't even be a possibility. I'd love to hear your take on quantum physics and how that actually impacts our healing ability.
1: I think we heal because of quantum physics and our problems are because of quantum physics, (laughs) to be really honest. (laughs) So it's not as complicated as it sounds. You don't need to get a PhD, you know, in quanta. Quanta is a word for quant for multiple quantum, like little tiny wave particles that are so tiny. We can't easily perceive them. Science now knows there at least 11 dimensions, get that 11. They also know that the brain is always firing mathematically, creating the geometric shapes of 11 dimensions at the same time. I did not know
0: that. Wow. We are
1: in multiple dimensions. No wonder, you know, when you get too much on your list, you freak out because you're going, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all this accomplished while I'm super busy in the fifth dimension and the fourth and the eighth and all this kind of stuff. So these are teeny, 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 tiny wave particles. A lot of people call them particles They're really not because particles are like dots, you know, they're like periods at the end of a sentence, but Mm -hmm. they're really waves. So they're always moving and connecting us to everything we've ever been connected to or whatever we think about. So, you know, if you have say a tumor, it's most likely there because something's going on in that quantum reality. That's like telling the body, Hey, this tumor, you need to grow veins and blood vessels to feed it you're not supposed to recognize it or get rid of it you know you've got to keep those cancer cells alive so if you can figure out what's telling the body to do that and you know what that's going to be loaded into the data that is quanta you can just like that tell the body to shift i mean there's some studies Leanne, so cool from decades ago a uh, man who was on the Nobel Peace Prize Committee. And he's a bioelectrical, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's got all these titles. He figured out that tumors and eye problems were created because there was an injury, maybe emotional, maybe physical, and it changed the electrical, electrical, and magnetic balance in an area of the body. Wow. So, I know it would cause eye problems or maybe a tumor or cancer to grow. And he figured out how to shift that electrical magnetic balance. And most of the people healed. Isn't that interesting? And he explained it it in how quanta works to fixate problems in the body or, you know, even in our emotional mind too.
0: Yeah, okay. So now so much more is coming to mind, but the one thing I want to go back to because it's it still is there's is the uh, concept of subtle energy and our subtle energy body. Because you talk a lot about chakras, you talk a lot about like well, essentially it's like it is it's it's energy healing, it's our energy system. We have these subtle bodies and the it impacts us more than we realize, and I think it's easier to fixate and focus on the physical, but like you said, most of what's going on is invisible, and this actually impacts our life so much.
1: Yeah, and just having a, you know, it just a, you know, kind of a... You know, the basics about the subtle body or subtle energy anatomy, anybody can use that information to help themselves. You don't have to become a quantum expert, you don't have to know everything about chakras. So, I like to use a really simple analogy. We know that we have three main types of structures in our physical anatomy or our physical body. We have channels like the lymph tissue or blood vessel, right? Uh, We know that we have fields and that's true though some people don't know that they're always giving off sound and light, you know, because you are because you're an electrical being you're a chemical being and we have organs, you know, the liver and the heart, Well, you know, it's really The subtle body or anatomy is exactly the same. It's just 99.999% of who we are (laughs) is this anatomy. Most of us don't know about, or we are only starting to study it as adults. So you have subtle channels that move energy around. Some of it's measurable, some of it's not. Uh, We tend to call those the meridians. Sometimes they're called the nadis. They're located in. The connective tissue or the nerves, and we can show that too. We have subtle fields. Every single part of us gives off fields that we're really learning how to take better pictures of. But to the naked eye, most people can't see those subtle fields of light and sound. And guess what? We have instead of you know kind of liver, uh, pancreas organs, we have chakras. They're organs. Oh. They're just organs, and they're like memory. They're they're like I remember when I started in business, uh, every we had computer stations and they were networked together so they could all communicate. That's kind of what chakras are. They're like independent computer stations networked together so they can all talk and they each have a job and they're in charge of certain things and they all talk together. So if you change what's in one of those computer stations or what's loaded in as memory, like this, I'm supposed to get sick when I'm 20 or die when I'm 60, or I'm supposed to be angry like my dad was. If you change the software, you alter what's going to happen in your emotional and mm-hmm. physical reality.
0: Isn't that neat? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and so really quick, like with Meridians, <laughs> that, this is what acupuncture is based off of and acupressure. And it's so nice to see that that's becoming more, you know, there's still, I have a a friend who's a surgeon and like, he would totally foo-foo on it, but a lot people know about acupuncture. They know about acupressure. And so, you know, it's exciting to see that that is part of the energetic field. And then when I think of the, the photos or the, our aura or our elect, you know, sort of, I forget what you called it. I've had aura photos taken before in Sedona really fun experience. And then you can see the different colors of your field and and it's shifted. And mine, the last time I had it done, there was a ton of orange and yellow. And so that was, who knows what it would be now. And then I've also had something hooked up where they put this thing on my finger. And it reads, it pulses, and it will do a reading of your energetic field. And then it will show where there's stuck energy and things are stagnant. So you're right. Technology is, I think it's developing and it's catching up. And there are ways to start to measure this.
1: Absolutely. There are hundreds of studies that show the effectiveness of working with your meridians for pain relief, alleviating inflammation, helping with addictions. You know, it was really the first real studies that proved the existence of one of these three uh, energetic bodies uh was decades ago a couple frenchmen french researchers i don't know if i'd volunteer for this study but uh they knew where the meridians were supposed to be in the connective tissue because that's been known for like five or six thousand years, right? In many different cultures, to be honest. So they injected one of the, the points, their electrically conductive, you know, points on the meridians that flow through the connective tissue. They injected some of them with radioactive isotopes. Now that sounds cancer producing, but let's it just does. skip that part. Okay. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right? And, and they use different colors of isotopes. So first they'd put in red, then they put in green, then they put in this and that. There are no lymph tissue blood vessels where those isotopes moved through the connective tissue, but there are meridians from that we knew about from thousands of years ago. And different colors moved at different speeds. So this isn't hooey. You know, colors are frequencies. Sounds are frequencies. You know, when people say, oh, my first chakra, that's in the hips it's actually connected to a real part of the body the coccyx and you know other places inside of that region you know really low when people go oh it's not as red as it should be it's really easy to roll the eyes however we've seen that everything is made out of bandwidths so of frequency that can be converted into sound and light so we really are scientifically just bands of oscillating frequencies of sound and light. Now, and so instead of being scared, why don't we get excited? Why don't we go, oh, because you know, science can actually do healing now with magnetics. Science is doing healing with ultrasound. Uh, Science is uh, allowing or, you know, exciting the brain with light and sound to go into what's called the gamma brain wave, and it's alleviating some of the Alzheimer's uh, symptoms. So eventually these worlds are really going to collide and open up, I believe, in a really beautiful way.
0: I'm excited for that. And so the one thing you said, it's like we we knew this thousands of years ago and there was this ancient wisdom. Why do you think it got lost or forgotten or kind of pushed to the side?
1: Here's my answer. I think it's about control. So... If you think about it, if somebody has the means to help themselves, to help decipher a problem that they're going through within themselves, if they have the mechanisms for making change in this subtle energetics of who they are, we could even say in their soul, then They're in charge of themselves and they can help others this way. And so those people at the top were so hierarchy based. Those people at the top who say, you've got to come to me and pay me kind of works like religion, you know, who's ever at the top runs thing and they don't want knowledge and power necessarily underneath them if it could upset the apple cart. And, you know, here's another piece, too. Um, We actually have two ways that our neurology functions there's a neurological system called the analog and it's the real old-fashioned stuff somebody like me grew up with right it's really old-fashioned uh, and there's a digital neurological system this linear thousands of years ago people were analog only they had dreams and they meant something they talked soul to soul uh a uh, you know, somebody who needed to get a message to his or her tribe could run a hundred miles in a day without eating, because they knew they were one with spirit and they were one with nature. And then, as we became more settled, less nomadic, we developed structures and hierarchies. We needed to do digital. You know, we needed to tell time. We needed to be linear. We needed to worry about everything. We needed to control everything. And so, digital doesn't necessarily make sense of what do you mean you know what to do because you had a dream I mean Leanne you tuned into what we were going to talk about today intuitively we all have that capacity I'm not saying throw away your watches (laughs) right use digital live in analog and Mm -hmm. all of this is going to make a lot more sense and it's going to work for us
0: yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I like that analogy. And as you were talking, I'm like, oh, I definitely have some analog in me. <laughs> that's for sure. And, but I, but I'm in a digital world. And so I think the combination there. One of the things that really stood out, um, I, I don't know when you said it, but around the control and around if we have access to this information, then we're able to heal ourselves, empower ourselves. I would love to talk about. The concept of each of us having our own unique energetic blueprint, our energetic signature, and how can we tap into this? Because at the Glojo, one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping people one, like just love who they are, like you said, to begin with. But with that, it's becoming aware and developing self-awareness and self-acceptance and then learning to honor, embrace, and then actually using our, our voice and, and living our life and, and going out and doing it. And so energetic signature, this is really exciting to me. What is it? How do we tune into it and use it for good in our life and in the world?
1: My energetic signature, your energetic signature is literally a formula that describes your true self. All right, I think it's as much spiritual as anything i'm a unique spirit that's my immortal self you're a unique spirit my dog honey my dog lucky my son's cat garfield right they're all unique signatures because i do believe we're all spirits and we're extension of some beautiful wonderful source and we could get into arguing about what to label that it really i don't care right and and we're like snowflakes we're very very different we're very unique and science has said that for a long time cindy has imprints and and creates influences that are really different than anybody else's so my energetic signature is sort of my program certainly it encompasses body processes mental ways of being my soul which I think is that part of me that travels across time, has had different lifetimes, but it's based on my unique essence or spirit. And so I'm going to be healthiest when I am living that, when that signature is is even encoded into my genes, into my ancestors' memories that are actually chemical inside of me, that are deciding how my liver and my heart is going to interact. And I think people... Have a hard time with that concept. It's sort of the fear thing again, because all of a sudden, what healing processes or affirmation or, you know, kind of way of doing something that works for somebody else may not work for us because we're different. Guess what? It's why SSRIs, antidepressants, only work for 15% of the people because you all have a different chemistry. So you're lucky if it works, but what are you supposed to do if it doesn't? (laughs) You have to. You have to customize, and that's what subtle energy medicine is to help us do, is customize. We don't have to be perfect. It, you know, it's not about, oh my gosh, how am I going to get into my atoms and make sure each one is formally working the right way? You can work through your heart, your heart chakra, that energy center, uh, but the, but really the the ability lays within each of us. And because I believe we're here to learn about love, it's okay to let other people help us. And we know that it's going to be sort of a unique formulation that's going to present, uh, you know, kind of what's really needed.
0: Ah, that's so interesting. And I like how you said it does include, there's the physical, there's the mental, there's all of these different, there's the soul, and then there's the essence and the spirit. And this is who we are. And I know... I'll, I've said this, and then I'm like, "Stop saying this. Let's repro. Let's actually find a different thing." But I've I felt, especially in recent years, I'm like, my body cannot keep up with my spirit. Like my spirit in essence is like, "Woo, let's go, let's do it all. We want to experience it all. We're curious." And then my body's like, "Hey, hold on, wait, wait a minute." And so I'm working on like, okay, well, what's the new statement I'm going to say? Where I'm paying attention to all of who I am and finding that sweet spot because, yeah, I don't want to live with these two opposing parts anymore. That, that hasn't been fun.
1: <laughs> it's really true, though, because I think most of us go through that also, you know, kind of what you could do in high school or college, like stay up all night and study the very last minute and burn yourself out on coffee and cinnamon rolls. You can't live that way. I mean, I'm very body-based and it's so interesting that over the last few years, when I've really been knowing that my spirit will also help me determine what my body needs, right? Mm. Um, I'm healthy almost all the time and I sleep really well. I exercise. People sometimes go, how do you write 32 books? And how do you get all that done? It's sort of like, I don't know, because I really do take care of my body. I slept nine and a half hours last night All my start. Now, that doesn't happen every night, but I was tired and I thought, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm going to bed. (laughs) And then I get up in the morning. I have my iced tea. I walk the dogs. I don't even think about work or things spiritual, you know, Mm -hmm. until... All of that is done. So it's so nice to be human because we get to taste things, smell things, right? We get to cuddle in bed. We don't have to push ourselves.
0: It's more like we get to blossom into mm-hmm. ourselves. What a beautiful perspective. I love that. I, I feel like I am really blossoming into myself over the last little while. So um that's a beautiful analogy. And when you were talking, you're like, it sounds like you're intuitive, like you're being intuitively guided. But then what came through was Okay, she's intuitive, but she's also just in tune with how she is um and honoring those unique rhythms and cycles and i know there's intuitive eating and that's something that i i'm like i'll be honest i try but it doesn't always happen <laughs> like it just doesn't but more and more i'm like okay what does my body really want and i just got back from a big trip in europe and i'm like ooh i want veggie broth and so i went and i bought all this stuff and then today i'm like i want chicken broth <laughs> and so who knows like where what that is but i'm learning to trust it and it's fun
1: we're like kids, aren't we? I know My when I was growing up, my mother was, you were that kid that would eat the same food for 10 days in a row. And then you would change foods. And she kept bringing me into the doctor, you know, going, what am I supposed to do? She's not eating a balanced diet. And the doctor said, well, she's healthy. So why worry about it? I'm still like that. Yeah. I mean, I eat two foods a day, right? I always have a vegetable and I always have a protein. And then every so often, like I was in Europe a few months ago too. I was hiking. Oh my gosh, it was 96 degrees. I was hiking. You know, my girlfriend and I, oh, there was a huge heat wave. And we picked the flatlands, the lake country of Austria, because we thought there'd be no mountains. Well, there were. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, what I needed to eat over there is very different than what I eat in my everyday life. And it was great. One night, actually, we just ate cake for dinner. We were like,
0: how, how lovely is that? A lot of <laughs> calories
1: i don't I don't want salad. yeah, <laughs> we just want cake, so we just say cake. So
0: have fun, right? Your body likes fun too, yeah. I love that. And so how what tips do you have for people to really start to just trust that trust that voice or trust that guidance that's coming from within that might look completely opposite of what we've been told or how we were raised or what society tells us we should be doing?
1: Well, and it usually does. So I divide our intuitive abilities into three basic categories, really four. And so it's really useful to understand this. Sometimes intuition is really verbal, right? You get messages or you over, you know, psychically or you get, you know, the characters on television are talking, and you go, "I got to pay attention to that," or you get voices that speak to you, or whatever it might be. So there's verbal, there's visual. So you get dreams, images, pictures that are psychic. But your I might also get caught on a you know a license plate, or you know something external, or a book, and you go, "That book is going to have my you know credentialing in it. It's going to tell me you know kind of who I am and what I need to do." 10 of the 12 basic gifts i work with are empathic they're all chakra based so it's you know one style is physical your physical body will get a pain if you're not supposed to do something or um it'll stop and you better stop when it stops and not push it (laughs) right or maybe you pick up on feelings or emotions or knowings or awarenesses or you know senses of things, your energy goes up or your energy goes down. And so I think it's a great, big, lovely adventure and an experiment. So get the basics of those different forms of intuition and then see which is strongest in yourself um so for instance in my work i'm super visual i get tons of images psychic pictures i get guides chatting in my everyday life i'm really much more physical so i'll stop i'll look at a food i'll just kind of breathe and think about it and if my energy goes up right i just feel it rising then it's like yeah i'm good with that food If I feel before I even eat it, like it goes down and I get depressed feeling, I'm like, I'm not going to eat that food. That's just not for me. So Um. yeah, we need to play with who we are. If we're thinking about going on a vacation and all we feel is dread where we might be going, don't go, (laughs) right? If you're feeling based, I have a good story. My girlfriend and I went hiking within Austria a few months ago. We were going to go to Paris a few weeks ago. And we were excited. It was just a long weekend. I was a little scared because I was going to have to land on a Monday, get in the car and drive to my son's baseball four hours away. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be so tired. So she was leaving a day early. And I woke up the night I was sleeping that she was leaving. And I thought, I better text her. I just knew I needed to text her. So you just follow that. I texted her and I said, are you there yet? She goes, actually, my direct flight to Paris is in JFK. We're sitting here. The plane jettisoned jet fuel. We we flew over the coast to get up to JFK. And now I'm surrounded by fire trucks. Because obviously, if the plane burst into flames, they wanted to go into the water, not on wow. land. So." We're texting. And then after a little while, she was like, well, now we're off. And they said, I can get back on. I go, I wouldn't get back on that plane. I I wouldn't, you're not taking that plane. She goes, do you think we should even go? I get a text from Delta at the same time that says, "Uh, guess what? The air traffic controllers are on strike in Paris. And I'm like, we're not going. (laughs) So this doesn't always have to be mystical. Yeah. Pay attention, right? Oh. Just be open and pay attention.
0: So when you said, okay, there's a – these are just – I'm going to throw out some random things here <laughs> just for fun. When you talked about the food and you're like, think of food, all I saw was a sweet potato. Did you see a sweet potato or do you like sweet potatoes? I don't know, but it was like, <laughs> I don't know where it came from. But you were like, when I tuned into it, all I saw was sweet potatoes all over. I-
1: I just bought a sweet potato to have for dinner tonight. Isn't that funny? I don't I don't shop for the whole week because I don't really know what I'm gonna want day to day. So I go two or three times a week. And yesterday I was at Whole Foods and I'm like, I think I could really use a sweet potato. My son, my oldest, is getting married this weekend and I'm just like a basket case. Yeah. You would think it would be me. I'm a yeah. basket case, so I'm like, <laughs> I think a sweet potato will like get me grounded. Isn't that, that funny? Is-
0: that's very so good. Funny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then as soon as you said Paris, I'm like, oh, there was the strike in Paris because I was over there when that happened. Um, and so I had a friend who was who was impacted by it. So yeah, very interesting. And then just to share, so I'm just back from this trip. And it did not, it was one of those trips where I think I got everything that I was looking for, but in a totally backwards, unexpected way. (laughs) And there, it was an incredible trip, still processing a lot, but there were just like all these, it was interesting. So this friend and I, I haven't seen her for years. We wanted to see each other and get together because we were both over there. We kept trying to go to this one place and I'm like, (laughs) you know, it doesn't seem to be working. It really does not seem to be working. I think we should go somewhere else. And I kept saying, I'm like, listen, it's just not flowing. Why are we doing this? In the end, we did end up going to this place, but she missed her flight. We ended up having way less time together. I was, I think it was really good for me to have some alone time and downtime there. And I'm like, okay, I like Sicily. I'll go back. But it was just this really interesting experience where it's like the signs, it, it was the most obvious thing, like, do not go to Sicily. And I kept saying, and then I go, I'm like, okay, well, like, yeah, I admire her perseverance. <laughs> Let's do it. And it took me 12 hours to get there. Like, it was just all of these things. I'm like, this was so silly. Why didn't I just like kind of put my foot down and be like, no, this is like, the every all signs are pointing to no, don't do this and then all these little things happen along the way and anyways, it's yeah. I'm sure we ended up there for a reason.
1: (laughs) Because you never really know. I mean, the flow, if you would, we're all looking Mm -hmm. to live in flow. There's a timing and we're not always going to understand it. Mm -hmm. You know, I started adding onto my house about a year and a half ago. Well, the pandemic has stopped everything. Mm -hmm. There's not lumber, then there's no doors, then there's no windows, blah, blah, blah. I love my builder he's a terrific person. I'm adding a baseball facility, which is bizarre, but I like working with athletes and my son works with athletes and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, he was the right person. Cause he said, I think you're just going to have to trust me because mm-hmm. no one's done this. So I'm just going to create it. And so mm-hmm. it's been stuck and now we're working on it again. And then we found some, you know, some mold, you know, kind of old stuff in part of the house and, you know, near there. And and then I just thought, well, I was trying to decide if I should you know, have him do my kitchen next. And because the only way he can fix what's not working is to actually work in my kitchen, I thought, well, so now yeah. we're going to work on the kitchen. So it's sort of like, well, now it's time to do the kitchen too. And yeah. a lot of times we worry mm-hmm. when the answers present themselves. And it's more of a matter of going, huh, this looks easier than harder. So I guess that's what's next.
0: Yes, that is so true. The answers present themselves. And I think that oftentimes we get stuck and I'm guilty of this and I'm getting better at catching myself when I do it. But so often we try to have everything figured out and we try to have the perfect plan. And then we can start taking action when in reality, we don't know what's going to happen. There's so much outside of our control, truly, like look at what's just gone on globally. And if we just take the next best step, the answers are going to be revealed. And maybe some people, it's in their destiny or their their makeup that they're going to have everything revealed when they're seven years old, and that's it. That is not me at all. It changes all the time. And I'm going through this shift right now, and I I can feel it, but I can't put words to it yet. And I'm starting to be able to see these different pieces and i'm like okay like like how what the, what does that mean it's like well just take the next step and then see instead of trying to have everything perfect and everything figured out let's have some fun with it
1: There are puzzle pieces i have a couple funny stories 20 years ago i had a dream there's certain dreams that when i get i go this is god right there's like a voice in my right ear this is going to happen or you need to do this had a dream 20 years ago I'm gonna write a series of chakra books. Each will be on a different chakra. I thought that's cool. So I approached my different uh, publishers, you know, professional publishers. Hey, can I do this for you? No, 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 no. So I put the, you know, I pushed at it, nobody took. So I just set it aside. Two years ago, one of my publishers called me up and said, "Hey, would you like to do a series of little chakra books, (laughs) each an independent book?" And of course, because I had the dream, yeah, I said yes. It took twenty years. My publishers are cool people, so I could say, "Oh my god, I had this dream twenty years ago, so of course I'm going to do it." (laughs) So I love that. Sometimes we're given uh, preemptive images or senses or. Or advice, you know, from whatever we believe our guidance to be, because when we get somewhere, we need to understand it. So, for mm-hmm. instance, I love it when I get uh, insights about people's partners, their mates, their loved partners. They're never straightforward. Never. I believe that. They're so funny. One of my most recent one is a couple of years ago, a woman finishing up a really challenging divorce said, am I going to meet somebody else? And this voice in my head, not my voice, her guide's voice said, sure. Yes. And she goes, can I get a picture? And I saw the only picture I got was a man wearing glasses blinking a lot. You're not going to put that into a match.com profile. No. All right. She contacted me this year. She goes, I'm engaged to the man with the glasses who blinks a lot. No way. If you hadn't told me that image, I would have ignored him because I met him in a bar. And I don't like talking to men in a bar. But there was this man sitting there with glasses blinking a lot. And so I talked to him and she said, he was a CEO. He was just there for business. She said, and now we're engaged. Is that a hoot?
0: Well, we might need to talk after offline. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're a man with the glasses, Uh, right?
0: So funny. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. I love it. And again, there's just something beautiful about how you trust that and how you, and just sharing what comes to mind. So that brings me back to, it said there's intuitive energies there's the hearing there's the seeing i i get both like kind of both of those so i i feel pretty pretty lucky and i know it's something i can develop and tune into and then there was the empathic i am so empathic um it's been a journey it's been a challenging journey and i'm finally starting to be able to Own it and own it in a way that doesn't feel like, oh, I'm a victim and life is so hard because I'm an empath and I feel all this stuff. What do you have to say to the empaths out there who are really sensitive do you have any advice on how, because everyone used to say like, Leanne, your sensitivities are are a gift. And I was like, yeah, right. You don't know what it's like to live with this. Like, I feel people's ailments in my body and I do this and this and this and I feel all these emotions and half the time I think that I'm crazy that I'm like, wait, no, this isn't mine. I'm feeling other people's stuff. What are your, like, yeah, let's talk about empathy and em- well, not first, empathy, but empaths.
1: Empaths. Well, first of all, it's hard.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: hard. And- Science, social science tends to define empathy, you know, as that ability to relate through your body, Different. through your neurological system to what others are going through. And mm-hmm. it's the underpinnings of society. Mm-hmm. It leads us to compassion and altruism. However, empathy, I call it sometimes Claire empathy, is actually a set of chakra based intuitive gifts that allow us to pick up on messages energies from others and ourselves so mm-hmm. put the self in there mm-hmm. you know through the very human vehicle that works for regular empathy i mean mm-hmm. it's done through certain types of nerves it's done through your connective tissue but more importantly to understand if you're a sensitive you know mm-hmm. if you're a clair empathic person it's usually what's what's really overwhelming is because you're you're heavily exchanging subtle energies, mm-hmm. not just looking at somebody you know who's like tasting a lemon and it's sour and you feel it. It's not right. Those, it's different. It's different than the normal senses. It's subtle senses. Mm-hmm. So your chakras are bringing in that subtle energy, and deciphering it and sending out messages too. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's really important to break the empathy down to types and chakras. So are you mainly physical, first chakra, hips, feeling, second chakra, abdomen, just sort of knowing of data, third Mm -hmm. chakra, stomach, nature. Tense chakra underneath the feet, you can get any of my books and I'll talk about that too, or just Google me and there'll be articles out there about that. Cindy Dale empathy, you can look up the system. I think it, it keeps us feeling less crazy if we go, mm-hmm. oh, this is what's working. This is the mechanism. All right. Yeah. And it's also important to know that probably 80% of what an empath is sensing, picking up on, isn't their own. It's not a message about your feelings. You're Mm -hmm. picking up on what's out there. A lot of people who are nature sensitive, like I know what animals are going through, are very environmentally sensitive. Mm -hmm. They know what's going on in the wars around the world. So get a sense of define as much as you can what types of sensitivities that you have, and then you get to be in charge of your boundaries. That's not just a phrase. The subtle energies you're giving off and the subtle energies you're taking in, you get to sit down, take a piece of paper and start to work on what you want your boundaries to be more like and start programming yourself for that. All right. Like I only want to pick up on what's going on if it's useful for me or my loved ones mm-hmm. or if it fits with my calling or first mm-hmm. I want to know what I feel and then what somebody else feels. Um A lot of times, like my youngest son is super, super empathic over the top. And so the first thing I usually say to him is, and he's trained, because I've trained him for right, 20 some years, um, to respond to the question, how much of what you're feeling is yours, how much of is others? And he'll go, 20% mine, 80% others. And I'll just, I'll, I just taught him a simple, just run energy through your body up and down or down to up and just give permission for what's not yours to leave. That's it. And then you can deal with what's left. You don't have to become, it doesn't have to be complicated. Know that it's your right, however, to decide what you want to be aware of or not. Yeah, in the most that... part. Anyway, you're, you're going to be what you are. You're going to yeah. have your tendencies. You're not going to get rid of those. But starting with that sense of self-honoring, you know, some of us, most of us, we all did, grew up in challenging families. So I'm really good at feeling when people are angry because when the, my mom and dad were angry in my household, it was dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's automatic in me. So I've worked on that and said, I don't need to bring that in. It can stay out here. If I become aware of it and get a little bit of fear, I talk to myself. I think about my feet. You know what I mean? I say, hey, this isn't the past. So some stuff we talk
0: ourselves through and we actually get to change some of it too. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that question. How much is mine and how much is someone else's? So simple but transformative. And then asking to be, you know, sort of cleared things to be washed out that that isn't yours. And I know for me, definitely feeling would be the number one. Um, and then physical. And then I do hear like else like it's it's weird. I feel like I've had this. I'm like, I I feel like I can read people's minds sometimes now, which is <laughs> yeah. kind of uncomfortable and weird. And I'm like, oh, I didn't That's know horrible. that was I didn't know that was I didn't know this one was was coming on. And then with nature. I like so. My parents have a dog, and I feel like I have a brother. And I know that's weird. <laughs> it's not weird to me. Right? So I'm going to show you a couple of really cute photos after we're done. Good. But he, I, he's such like I feel his soul, and he is so sensitive, and he is so empathic, and I can feel him. Like I know kind of what's going on. Not all the time, and I don't see him, but like it, it's there. And then lately, with nature too. I'm connecting with nature in a deeper, deeper way, where you know whether like i I feel like it's transmuting energy and then receiving like there's this really, really beautiful flow that's that started happening, and i'm I'm really embracing it and leaning into it, so it's been fun
1: it's so fun, isn't it? My younger of the two dogs, his name is honey, we communicate like nobody's business, and actually. In my ex-husband's family, there were male golden retrievers named honey. Mm -hmm. It's the same soul, let me tell you. The stories of that honey are the same as when I got my first honey for my son, right? Ate everything, talked all the time, literally ate a couch one time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) crazy crazy dog and uh once he died three years later the second time he came in now he's the third honey the second time he came in i heard a voice one morning that went i'm coming back i'm like oh god do i have to do this again (laughs) and i resisted he's very verbal i hear him verbally he talks all the time he yaps all the time i know exactly what he's saying but i resisted that same morning though my son gabriel came in the room with an image of a golden retriever from Pennsylvania, a puppy going, mom, I was searching. I think we need to get this puppy. No way. Every sign I got for three weeks was that puppy. Billboards of, that puppy's name was Tank. Billboards of tanks. I, I mean, honey delivered to the house that I never ordered. It's the same dog. Within three days, he got bit by my older dog pretty much in the same region that had uh, killed him you know had taken him out with a problem when he left and i had to take him to the same emergency vet get emergency surgery and i'm like it's the same dog so we have personal connections with certain types of people or beings or certain souls you know and then we have tendencies too with our intuition to be able to relate
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. So fun. And speaking of fun, cause this is just joyful. It's playful. It's fun. Yeah. The heart, like, and there's something, you have something called the God spot that you talk about. And also for everyone listening, like Cindy is such an incredible teacher. I said, she's a, a healer and an author, but she's an amazing teacher. I've taken one of her courses um, and I've actually read one of your books. And so I've, and I've watched a lot of your stuff and you just, yeah, it's, it's always so much fun, but Can we talk about the heart? And is there, like, is the God spot coming from the heart and joy? And what if we all just leaned into joy more? And how can we connect with that?
1: That's it. That's (laughs) what it's all about. Well, science knows that the physical heart produces more electricity, more electromagnetism, and more magnetism than the brain or any other part of the body. And that physical heart gives off these beautiful kind of spiraling fields of energy that interconnect you with other people there's even some super cool study where they took i don't know how they did this i wouldn't volunteer for this study either but they took a cell out of a husband and a cell out of a wife they separated them and then they had them go through different experiences. The heart cell in Petri dishes started beating at the same rhythm as the other person's with different wow. experiences. So it's the field of the heart that mm-hmm. is what's really important, is what field is creating. The God spot is a little different than that, but it starts to make sense when you think about the physical heart and its importance. The physical heart is the main Hormone gland, it produces real hormones of the I did heart. I know that
0: it I does oxytocin, well. oh, vasopressin.
1: Yeah, yes, yep, real hormones. And it and when it's in charge, it runs the body really well, it runs the other mm-hmm. endocrine glands really, really well. Oh, okay, that's, that's gonna be
0: my new goal. Have the Isn't heart it, in charge. Yep. Yeah, yep. I love that.
1: Yep. And that's the main endocrine gland of the heart chakra, this big organ that is physical, but it's also emotional, psychological, and spiritual. The God spot shows up in a lot of cultures with different names. I say God spot for a reason, and I don't care if people believe in God or not, okay? In the middle of the sternum, in the middle of the chest, right in the center of the heart chakra. There is a point that shows up in many, many cultures with many names that seems to be our spiritual center. I also believe it's not only where our spirit resides, has the easiest time residing, our essence, and where we have that indwelling of source or the greater spirit. But a lot of cultures talk about how we're made out of the body of God. A tree of Life studies and this and that. So I believe in there, it's as if each of us has a literal cell, C-E-L-L, of God's body, the divine's body, the universe's body, a cell of love, unlike what anybody else has inside of them. Just think about that. What's so important about that is when... You're based in here, when you're focused on here, when you ask for a sign from this place, when you, when you move toward working through an issue from that inner God spot, when you concentrate on what you want to do for the day, when you're trying to decide what to eat, when you ask for healing energies to be given to you or to be sent to somebody else, it's going to occur not just, right? It's not going to land just spiritually, which is whoopee doo, or psychologically, which is great. You'll feel better but also physically. So through that God spot, we can get physiological changes, real physical changes. You started talking about our original signature earlier, right? Yeah, yes. We can, we can literally refocus even our atoms, our molecules, our subatomic wave particles to our original signature easiest through our God spot.
0: Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. You're amazing. I could talk to you forever. It's fun. Um, This is is just fun. (laughs) It's (laughs) it's so much fun. Is there anything else that's like on your mind that you want to share right now? I know. Yeah. And then I'd love to hear about your upcoming book that you're releasing and... Well, you've
1: talked a lot about joy. I really love being joyous. I think of joy as different than happiness. We have lots Mm -hmm. of feelings. They all give us messages. They're all good. They're all important. They cause us problems when they all get, you know, jumped together or we don't feel them. But I think every feeling eventually leads to some version of joy. Mm. Joy can be satisfaction, right? Like, oh, I ate a great meal. Joy can be relief. Like mm-hmm. oh I ran that race uh, you know joy can be you know that feeling of oh I escaped something hard that's okay <laughs> it's not often bliss it's great when it's bliss yeah um, but I I think our spiritual qualities that we so often talk about in the energy world faith hope truth love etc I just think they're different versions of joy and I think our feelings. If we pay attention to them, like I'm sad, I'm going to feel sad, will eventually lead to some version of joy, but not necessarily what we tend to think of as happiness or ecstaticness or bliss. So I just think it's important to think about that
0: yeah that's beautiful and thank you you're that was actually the one thing I think that we that was on the list of ideas that mm. were coming through was emotions. <laughs> so thank you for bringing that thank you for yeah. saying that. I know I'm an emotional being. I'm definitely a feeler I don't. Um, I have, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure I suppress emotions or I know I do at sometimes at certain times. I'm like, I cannot deal with this or I don't want to go there. It's too much right now, but in general, I feel a lot. And I truly believe that our emotions are full of wisdom. They are so wise. They are there for a reason. They're not the enemy. They're actually our friends, they're our guides, they're they're there to like give us information. And I love how you said all emotions lead to joy. That's that's cool. I really like this concept, Cindy.
1: <laughs> it's a lot more fun to go through life like that. Right. And not being embarrassed or mad at ourselves if we're angry. It's like, wow, what's it telling me? You know, Mm -hmm. kind of what's that message? We don't have to act it out a certain way. It's more like, what's that? Let's open up. It's like a fortune cookie. Let's open it up and
0: see what it's inferring. Ooh, I love that. That's really that's a great that's a great visual. A really, really cool, great analogy. Yeah. Okay, and then it's so fun. So I saw cuz I was on your Instagram and everyone go follow Cindy on Instagram. I'll make sure that I link to that in the show notes. I love your Instagram page. It is so fun. It is joyous, it's playful. And I saw that you were building this baseball this training facility and then I know that your new book is actually a book based on energy healing for athletes and it's coming out in March. And so what do you want to share? Is it this
1: a hoot? I can't throw a ball. Let's just be real. Okay. So <laughs> I have I have two sons. I have gone to every sport forever and ever and ever. I am that mom in the bleacher. And somewhere along the line, my youngest started to turn to me for energy healing and energy work. And then other athletes did. Just your sometimes your everyday, hey, I want to, I just had a knee replacement. How do I get back out there? You know, but also athlete athletes too. So my book comes out in March of 23, Energy Healing, which of course it is, Energy Healing for the Everyday to Elite Athlete is great. There isn't a book like it. It's all about, you know, how do you center yourself? How do you work with the downward spiral? How do you know if you're tricking into a past life? There's mm. nothing, there's no hold bar. There's no book that really goes into the real energy realm. They all soft pedal around it. They don't say the word past life. They don't yeah. talk about chords or entities. I've got it all in there. And um, yeah, so I'd love to work with athletes in my new add-on. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's- Worst case, I'll just go work out there myself every so often. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's also about performance because we're all about performance. So there's some really great techniques in there and concepts that will just help you get centered and grounded and use the elements to assist you with performance, too. Mm. So I I can't believe my publisher took it because I'm like, you know, I'm in the woo-woo world and it's like, no, this is about sports. They're like, yeah, well, why not? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go, your publisher, they know, they're, they're, they're wise. Follow follow Cindy <laughs> and what's coming through. So I that's really exciting. Let me know when you get closer to the date and I'll make sure that I share it oh, over on the blog. Thank you. Yeah. Super, super. <laughs> of course, thanks. I'm happy to support. And then where can people find more, or, well, where can people connect with you, learn more about your work, all of your courses and your books?
1: Super easy. Just cindydale.com, spelled weird. C Y. N D I Dale.com over the next two to three months. I'll have an, a couple of like one-off classes on there. I'm going to um, do a few more classes. I think with shift over the next year or two shift network. They're super yeah. cool. Some short ones and um, do my own long training program starting again at the end of 23. So there's always, you know, some, just get on the mailing list. That's yeah. the easiest thing. You've to got do. just so much on the mailing book. list. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> well, do that.
0: I actually think it's extremely relevant that you, and it makes a lot of sense that you wrote a book on performance, because if I've ever met a high performer, it's you. (laughs) And you do it with ease, grace, fun, joy, smile on your face. And so I want to learn. I will be buying the book. I'm an athlete in my own right. Just maybe not the the typical athlete.
1: People always ask how I get so much done, and I have no idea. But I do believe in sweatpants Mm -hmm. and not sweating the small stuff. So, I love it. There's a pile of laundry over there. It'll get done. Nobody else is going to do it, and it'll eventually get done. So, I really don't believe in sweating the small stuff, and that helps. My sons cook the holiday dinners. I don't even do it. I raised them with only like three or four real decent meals at a time. They all learned how to cook by the time they were 12 or 13. So be clever about your
0: time too. Just be clever. There we go. Yeah. And I will share and then I want to be mindful of time. But when you said that, I don't know how much, how I get everything done. I did just get this visual again. It's fun that I'm (laughs) doing all these visuals with you. But I was like, oh, it's just like, you're just getting out of the way. Like you're yeah. allowing it. It's like you're just yeah. opening the door and you're just That's like opening it. the door and you're just letting it come through. You're not like overthinking or fixating. You're not sewing the small stuff.
1: <laughs> no, not. Sweatpants, not small stuff. That's a motto. That's a book.
0: That is a book. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This was an absolute joy and it was so nice to have you on the Glowjo. and I just can't wait to share this with the community. Thanks, Leanne. Yes, you're welcome. Have a great day. And everyone, go follow Cindy. She's amazing. And make sure to check out the show notes and uh, you can find all of the ways to connect with her there.